All right, we are officially doing it. We're celebrating the eight-year anniversary of the My Day Friday podcast. I can't believe it. Eight is actually the the age that I remember being, like the first time I remember turning an age, like for a birthday. Hmm. I don't know if I remember my eighth birthday. Either way, uh, we're going to hit the intro. We're going to talk about some things that we've learned as we've done this podcast. We are doing it from different places, so there might be so a weird. delay. There might be like talking over one another a little bit. But I think it's actually pretty cool that the podcast that took us from New York and New Jersey to Seattle, we are now doing from New Jersey and Seattle simultaneously. So how about we play the little intro, Carla Marie? Let's do it. You know what? It's Monday, Friday. It's Monday, Friday. What's up? It's Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy. And you're listening to my two favorite people, Carla Marie and Anthony. It's Friday, Friday. Hi, I'm Perry. Hi, I'm Leanne. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hi, I'm Jade. I'm Will Mix. And you're listening to. Oh, f- it's Friday, Friday, bitches. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come one, come all. Bring your friends. Let's have a good time. Because that's what this podcast was all about. Carla Marie's chugging some water before she's ready to rage. Let's do this. All right. So the My Day Friday podcast started originally um, because Carla Marie and I wanted to practice doing our own show and seeing what it would sound like and not even knowing that we would have our own show one day, but we thought we were eventually going to be, you know, sent on our separate ways, but we needed a place to practice kind of doing a thing where we talk more and more. What? I always thought we were a package deal. No, I didn't. You were trying to piecemeal our show? I was. Well, there was actually, not a lot of people know this. There was a show out west before we got our show in Seattle that apparently had some interest in us. And when we were originally told, now this is only about six months after we started My Day Friday. And the someone had talked to us about this show. And I don't want to say the name of the show because it's still miraculously on the radio. Um, but they told us the city that it would be in. And I remember Carla Marie was like, I don't know, I can't move there. Why would I leave? This is before you were ready to like leave the Elvis nest. I don't know what. Um, I, I don't want to say too much. But the person who told us about that event then came to me later on. and was like, just so you know, I know Carla Marie is not ready to leave. But if you are, they'll probably still hire you on your own. <gasps> yeah. I'm pretty sure I told you about this before. Well, you know what? There were plenty of times people came to me and said, ditch Anthony and we'll give you the world. And I said, I can't do that to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. What world were you going to be given, Carla Marie? The glamorous stuff. Yeah, like what? What glamorous like, world in the world of radio were you going to be given? Well, maybe it was going to be TV. Maybe. Where was this going to be? What TV? They were going to give me cars. <laughs> what? <laughs> they were going to give me cars. And, and houses. Oh, yeah. With pools. Exotic no animals. <laughs> and I said, I can't. I'm sorry. It sounds great, but I can't do that to Anthony. I would have, for all of those things, I would have left you in a heartbeat. I still would, I think. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. What? You have a car, you have a house, and you have exotic, exotic I, animals. I don't have a car. And I don't you have do. a house. You do. And I have four very basic animals. The opposite <laughs> of exotic. Cats and dogs are about as basic as you can get. Uh, but 
we started the podcast, like I said, to practice kind of doing radio things. And this is before podcasting really took off the way it has. Like Mark Maron had his podcast, Joe Rogan had his podcast, but even then they weren't getting the numbers that they were getting now or that they are getting now. So we jumped into this space. And the first thing I want to ask you, Carla Marie, is as we celebrate eight years of My Day Friday, what do you think is one thing you learned from this podcast specifically? Is there like a life lesson you learned? Is there a, I'm sure there's a bunch, but what, what sticks out? I think because we have done this so long in such pivotal points of our lives that I have learned that it is very okay to change your mind and want different things and and your opinion as well can change. Like I'm not saying it's okay to be a hypocrite, but you can grow. Like who we were and, and when we started this podcast are clearly still who we are now, but there were so many things that like, if you go back and listen where I've used, I said I would never have a cat. Like that's a simple, like the most simple mm-hmm. of it, but like it's okay to evolve and you should never feel the same way your entire life because things are going to change around you and it's okay to adapt to those things as you move to new cities or make new friends or whatever it is. And I think be learning that, knowing it's okay to change your mind makes you feel so much better. Like, well, I used to think this. What if I think yeah. differently? No, things make you change. Okay. I what like about that. about you? Uh, for me, and I don't want to use like the Nike slogan, so I'm trying to think of something other than just, just do, do it. it. Um, maybe give it a try. Just start is a big one. Just start is a big one. I don't know if I necessarily love, I like the idea of just start. Don't get me wrong. I think the one thing people forget when they say just start is you can't just start without a plan. Um, but I think we didn't necessarily have an idea when we first came up with doing this podcast. We didn't know what it was going to be or where it was going to take us. But we sat down. We came up with, you know, a, a framework of what we wanted to do, what we wanted it to sound like. We handled it in the most professional way we knew how at the time. Mm-hmm. And then with all of the other things that we've done since then, we've kind of taken that same approach. When we yeah. got to launch our show in Seattle, we sat down, came up with a framework, and then said, let's just give this a shot. When we did our show on Twitch, same thing. Let's learn, let's come up with a framework, and let's do it, and let's try it out. Uh What's another example? Oh, our merch line, the You Look Great line. You know, we didn't know what we were getting into. We didn't know if it would be successful or not, but we created a brand of clothing. And And I think... The Morning Show podcast. The Morning Show podcast is another great example. Thank you. But I think all of those things, they started with the same core idea of, yes, an idea is great. And yes, at some point you just have to start it. But make sure that you're gathering as much information as you can. And even if you don't have the best uh, resources, the best equipment, the best, uh, you know, we don't have a staff, it's just the two of us. If you sit down and you come up with a framework of what you want to do and you stick to it, then you might find some success. And I think that's That's been the thing that I've learned. uh, And it's one of the reasons I really do feel like I can take on anything because I think we've done so many different things in so many different arenas with the same idea and we've been able to have similar mm-hmm. success. So like, why don't we do something like super crazy and outrageous and be like, let's try it. Like what? 
like a I don't know some other kind of business. Like what else is there? Everything's taken, <laughs> but we can do the Carla Marie and Anthony sprinkle on it. Okay, let me ask you another question, Carla Marie. Okay, Anthony. As we celebrate eight years of the My Day Friday podcast, what's been the most difficult thing about the podcast? Hmm. I know it's a tough question. It's not hard. It's it's hard to be consistent. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a time when we were on the radio that we felt obligated to do the podcast and it was more of a have to not a want to Mm -hmm. and i think i'm glad that we still continued obviously because we got out of that rut but we were like all of our creative juices were gone and i i wish that when we started we did this seasonal (laughs) yeah a bit of like hey we're gonna do the podcast for every two months take off two weeks and then do it again maybe something like that just to give our brains a break even when we went on vacation i think i think the feeling of like we have to do it we have to do it opposed to it was something we wanted to do was a difficult time but there was nothing hard about doing this podcast yeah i agree i think there was definitely time especially when we first started in seattle because there was so much going on it wasn't necessarily that so tired yeah it wasn't like this was a hassle like you said but there's just an energy drain and Mm -hmm. when we've we've talked about this before our jobs are not difficult yes they can be tedious at times with all the the technical things we've got to do but It's not the end of the world. We didn't have to go to like 18 years of schooling to do this. The difficult thing about this and any job where you're front and center, right, where you're like in front of people is there is definitely a mental and energy drain to it. And it it affects you physically as well. And I think when we were doing things like doing our morning show on power, then doing weekend shifts because we have to pre-record those for the same for the same station, then we'd have meetings. We'd have. We'd also know that we were going to go do a live broadcast at the Mariners game and then go do a live broadcast at a club, and we had to somehow find time to do My Day Friday and all of that. That was definitely a draining part, so I definitely agree with that. Um, But I also think, oddly enough, this is going to sound really weird, and I don't know if we've ever even really talked about this. There was also a lot of like resentment that we got from, I would call them industry people, because of the podcast. And I think that was a weird thing to navigate because it's mm-hmm. not something that we anticipated, obviously. But when we did the podcast, we were probably outside of TJ, one of the first radio people to do like this side podcast. Yeah, and be like, oh, your little podcast. And yeah. I'm like, okay. We got comments then, like that all the time. And then what happened? We got a morning show and literally it was like pop up of a podcast. Every week it was a new podcast. And I was like, F off. But because so many people didn't understand where podcasting was going and what we were doing on our podcast, when we would get, you know, opportunities to do things with clients or to do right. things at big events, people got really mad. And, but, and we ended up thing, we like, ended up being, you know, I don't want to say shunned by any means, but we were definitely yeah. kind of like the black sheep for a little yep. bit because of this. A hundred percent. And this is why I don't think like anytime something new comes out, I think Every once in a while, yeah, we'll make fun of things, but I don't think either of us ever shit on any of it. Like NFTs, I may not completely understand it, but it's it's a big thing and mm-hmm. it's going to get even bigger and, and we we should be a part of it. Uh, 
Twitch, right? People are like, oh, what do you, I don't, what is, what is that? What do you mean you're on Twitch? That sounds silly. Like, okay, and that's how we make money. Like, there's just so much that people make fun of, and not only in the media world of anything that it seems to be a bandwagon thing, mm-hmm. but. If you jump on it early on, it becomes a big thing. Like, why make fun of that? It is easy to make fun of things you don't understand. And even NFTs, like you brought up, we were talking about it during the week. And I've, I've said many times, NFTs will be around for a long mm-hmm. time. I don't know if they're going to be around in the capacity that they are now with people mm-hmm. selling monkeys for, you know, cartoon monkeys for $300,000 or $600,000. I got a message I got a message from someone today that wants to have a conversation with us about something involving NFTs that could be wild. I forgot okay. to tell Anthony this. I'm just putting them, and this is what I'm saying. Like, don't make fun of things just because you don't understand it or you don't know. Now, teasing is a different thing, right? Like, making jokes about yeah. things are different. But being a bully about something, another story. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I would say about difficult part of this podcast, and it was more a difficult time, was when we got let go and we're told we can no longer do this podcast. Oh, yeah. And those three months of fighting to keep our podcast. Yeah, that Shout was... out Elvis Saran. Yeah, shout out to Elvis <laughs> for, for making sure that we got to do this podcast. Because really, without Elvis stepping in, we wouldn't be doing this right now. Mm-mm. For the last year and a half or whatever, it's almost two years, we would not have been doing this podcast. Uh, and who knows how long we'll do it for. But this it's weird because through all of it, through the things we've learned, the, the struggles, this podcast, I think for both of us, and I hope for you as you listen, has been a place of consistency and normalcy in a in a yeah. really weird way, you know, throughout all of the ups and downs for eight years. I think it's also been like even when times were absolute still, like if I'm in a bad mood or I'm going through a rough time, when I sit down to do this podcast, I kind of forget about that. Mm-hmm. And we go into this separate world. And I think everyone who listens feels the same way. I hope so. Because that's kind of the goal. The goal was, you know... Whatever you've got to do, take out this time and ideally take out all of Friday if you can, or at mm-hmm. least a couple hours for you, you know, and, and I think it was a, a process that we, we, not a process, an idea that we had where when that studio door closed, when we used to record this in an actual radio studio, when that door closes, whatever is on the other side of that door, don't matter, doesn't matter. Let's enjoy the time that we have with these microphones, with our, with our friends that are listening with each other. And let's go from there. And obviously that's not the easiest thing to do all the time, but it's, it's a good thought to have. Like sometimes you do have to block out all the noise around you and just yeah. enjoy the moment that you're in. Obviously completely agreed. And do you have any more questions for me? Um, what's the most fun thing that you've done during this po- for the, or not during mm, this podcast? Cause we kind of do the same thing during the podcast. What is the most fun thing you've been able to do because of this podcast? There we go. I think the live podcast in Cleveland was, was really cool. one of the coolest things. I don't know. That, I mean, the coolest thing we got to do because of the podcast was host our own morning show, I guess. Yeah. I think the uh, when we got to introduce Sean Mendez oh, on yeah. top of Radio City Music Hall, on top of that marquee, that iconic marquee, it's like a landmark in New York City. We were only able to do that, especially as a pair, because yeah. this podcast had people view us as a pair of hosts as opposed to two individual people who work on Elvis's show on these like lower level tasks. Mm-hmm. So I think in a weird way, this podcast allowed us to do that. And that was really cool. 
Oh, d- is this podcast what made you think of us as, um, you know, a duo, a couple? No. <laughs> no, because we had been doing this podcast for a really long time before that <laughs> yes. was even Oh, but this podcast is what led us together, you know? It's like a time capsule of our love. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I can't do well, I have a statement to make. Okay, go for it. Maybe talk into I, the microphone. I don't think I'm coming back to Seattle because I am a queen in New Jersey. Okay, don't come back. I'll let ship your cats me, to you. Let me tell you. I, this morning, walked into Orange Theory in East Rutherford, New Jersey on Route 17. Um, and the coach for the class is my friend from Rutgers. We went to college together, lived in the same dorm. Now she's a coach there. So I was very excited to take her class. I walk in and I'm like one of the last people to get there and they the studio like lobby is packed and everyone's heads turn and look at me and I'm like, oh man, I'm late. That's weird. I'm like, everyone's staring at me. What's happening? So I go up to the counter and every time you go to a new Orange Theory as an Orange Theory member, there's always a, like a little flyer, a note that says like, welcome Carla Marie from Seattle. Mm-hmm. So it clearly said that up there for the whole morning or whole day as people checked in. And I'm like, oh, there I am. That's my name. And they check me in. I obviously say my name, Carla Marie. They check me in. I take the whole class and throughout the class, I'm like, man, I don't like people are looking at me. Am I doing things wrong today? So class ends and this girl comes right up to me. She's like, so do you know Elvis Duran? Like as a joke, obviously, mm. like, you know, trying to be funny. I was like, what? Yeah. And like, I now I'm like, oh, okay. So then her and the other girl are like, yeah, like love Elvis or whatever. And it was like so bizarre. Then my coach, my friend, comes up to me and she's like, when you walked in to the lobby, I had so many people come up to me and go, did you know that's the girl that used to be on Elvis? That's Carla Marie. She used to be on the radio here. And so now I'm taking a class with all these people and I'm like, well, what faces was, was I making? Was I doing it hard enough on the treadmill or should I have lifted was more I weights? Was I doing it hard enough? <laughs> and then uh, another girl, Denise, uh, she was awesome. She came back in the studio after class. She was like, can I get a picture? I said, not in that shirt. She was wearing a Seton Hall University. Yeah, go Hall. And my friend Risa, who was coaching, I was like, how do you let her in here with that shirt on? She's like, I know, I gave her crap every time she does it. So It is funny when you're, especially in New York, especially in New Jersey, I should say. Mm-hmm. I mean, the power of Elvis Duran is <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. It is it is nuts. And I do think we oftentimes forget, because, you know, we have public-facing jobs, that uh, people sometimes recognize you, yes. which is a good reminder because you're always, you should be on your best behavior. Well, now I got to lift higher weights. Heavier. So anyway, <laughs> Heavier another thing weights. I noticed in class today, now being able to go from Orange Theory in Seattle and Florida and... Uh, Nashville, like mm-hmm. I've taken, you know, them all over, but specifically, obviously, the most in Seattle. I'm looking around the room today, and I'm like, everyone looks like they're from New Jersey, yeah. and it's something like, and I don't even mean style at all. I don't mean hair. I don't mean outfits. I don't know. I guess everyone's just Italian. Like I don't know what it is, but you see a face, and I'm like, you're from Jersey. Well, what town were Clearly. you in? East Rutherford. Oh well, yeah, of course. But I'm like, it's just, and I'm like laughing to myself, looking at people. I'm like, I would never see your face in Seattle. I would never see a face like yours in Seattle. But there's also, there's a way that people carry themselves. And, and I think it it applies to every part of the country. Mm-hmm. But there's a way specifically that new, people from New York and New Jersey carry themselves. And actually there was a tweet that our friend Mayhem, who lives out here, is from Spokane originally. Uh, he posted yesterday and there was some video. My Twitter's not working for some reason. Um, Were you hacked? 
No, no, it's like the app just keep, does just keeps closing. I go to open it and it closes. But there was a tweet that said, "There's something about a New Yorker telling someone to s their d that always sounds so oddly artistic." And it's like, yeah, no one says that thing better than someone from New York or New Jersey. Uh, it's weird. I can say it if you want. No, you don't have to. People, oh. I think people know. Yes, he did share. That's exactly what it said. And then I also shared on my Instagram story. I don't know. By the time this comes out, it might be gone. But it's a, a New York City account that I follow that always posts like New York City beams. And it was a woman being like, listen, if you don't, if I'll hold that door for you. And if you don't say thank you, I'm saying you're welcome either way. And it's not rude of me to say you're welcome. You're the rude one. And I was like, I do this. When I hold the door for someone, I don't care where I am and they don't say you're welcome. I say you're welcome out loud. And one day I'm going to get punched in the face for it, but I'm ready. See, that actually happened. Uh, my my one friend in high school almost got into a fight because of that. And I've always been, listen, I think you should say thank you if someone holds the door open. But also you should be holding that door open because it's the right thing to do, not because you're getting a thank you. No, I want a, I want a cookie. But I and remember... You know I was walking into Odyssey Gym, which I don't know if it's still in Waldwick, New Jersey or not, but uh, my friend was walking in as well. He was in front of me and he held, we were going in, but there was an older guy coming out. Now, when I tell you we were maybe 18, 19 years old, the guy who was walking out was probably over 60, right? So my friend holds the door open. The guy walks out and walks straight past both of us. And my friend decides to yell, you're welcome, asshole. <gasps> See, that's, okay, next line. And then the no, old not. guy turned around, and my friend was big. Like, he was 6'2", probably 260. Mm -hmm. And this old guy was, like, my size. And the old guy starts turning around and starts yapping back at my friend. And I was like, I'm, I'm about to watch my friend go to jail. There's no way he, he comes out of this okay. He's going to kill this old man by accident. And, and thankfully... Uh, the guy, like, he yapped a little bit. Then I think he finally realized how big my friend was and just, like, turned around and Which walked to his car. you got that so big? Uh, you, you've never, I haven't hung out with him since, like, high school, so you probably have never met him. But, um, very big person. I will say that my chiropractor is also in the same building as a daycare. Mm -hmm. And those kids are hilarious at all times of day. But I was walking into the chiropractor one day last week and... I was like all the way down to the bottom of the ramp. You know how we always talk about the, oh, do you hold the door if the person's far away, blah, blah, yeah. blah, whatever. It was a four-year-old mm. who held the door for me the whole way up the ramp. And the teacher was like, come on. She's like, no, someone's coming. And I get to the door and I was like, thank you so much. And I like, I wanted to be like, do nice things forever, please. <laughs> and the teacher was like, that was very nice of you to her. And I was like, oh my God, what a good kid. But that's when you also have to stop. teach that kid uh, practical sense or common sense <laughs> say hey man when the person's 30 feet away from you you don't need to hold the door open no what is she's, your she's great what is the limit i never know i hate the, uh, the middle ground is the worst eye contact no because sometimes i just i'll always turn around or not always but i'll usually turn around to check and i've made eye contact with people that are pretty far and i think there's an agreement like it would be weird if i held the door open this long but then there's that middle ground when they're like 15, 20 feet away from you, you're like, uh, this is questionable. I don't know if this is just going to be weird because now I'm waiting here for approximately 30 seconds for you to walk in. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just know that if I make eye contact, I hold it. I, I can't make eye contact and turn my back on that person. Oh, I absolutely can. 
And mainly because I, I know that I'm doing them a favor at some point by not making it awkward. That's true. Something I like to spring. Yeah, no one wants that because I've you've, and the kid is a bad example because it's a little kid. But I'm sure you've been in a situation where someone has held the door open for you, and you're like, oh, I don't want to move faster now. Yeah. Now this yeah. is rude. I don't know. It's what not the, rude of that. It's not, not rude because your ass has to move faster. <laughs> and again, I don't know what the uh, the dis, the appropriate distance is. I don't know if we've come to that conclusion as a society yet. Um, no, and we never will. But moving on. Well, I do want to say that this is a podcast that we started basically just like drinking on the podcast, right? And we'd go out on Fridays. That was my whole thing. I'm actually going to the club today. That's right. And tomorrow. I'm going to do an old school My Day Friday weekend because I'm going out Friday and Saturday back to back. Are you going to be able to hack it? At clubs. Well, tomorrow night I'm most likely not going to be uh, drinking. I might have like one kind of social cocktail as I hang around there. Um, mainly because I've got to drive all the way out to Bellevue. Yeah, you don't want to Uber there because that's $100. Exactly. Now, way. there is a chance that I get a ride to Bellevue um, and then I could Uber back. So we'll see how that works. But tonight is at View, which is in Seattle, right on 2nd uh, Ave. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow is at Forum Social House in Bellevue. And the reason I'm going to both is my friend DJ Marco Penta, who we've had on the Twitch show, who I used to do events with while we were working together with Elvis's show who actually used to host parties that I threw at Seton Hall. And he was on the KTU street team with me. So I've known him now for like 15 years. Uh, He is out here in Seattle for the first time DJing. What are you going to wear, Tones? Oh, I don't know. Probably some dope-ass sneakers, some jeans, and a t-shirt. Hmm. Why? Are you going to grind? Am I going to? With Marco? (laughs) He's going to be busy. <laughs> He's going to be DJ. No, with the ladies at the club. I don't believe so. All right. Good. I think I'm really just going to be chilling, like in the the DJ booth for the most part, taking requests. Can I, can I request a song? Apparently, everyone just requests Bad Bunny all the time. That's what really? they get. Yeah. At the club. Oh yeah, I see them tweeting about that. Complaining. Uh, so about that. I don't know what the setup is at View, but I know I think the DJ booth is actually like elevated, almost like a balcony. Oh my god, you're going to feel so cool. And then. <laughs> I know at Forum Social House, there's kind of like a VIP area right behind the DJ booth. So when I've gone to hang out with DJ FaZe, that's normally I'll just sit back with him, sit on the couch, have like one beer for about three hours, and then I'll go home. It's cool. It's good people watching there. But tonight, I'll actually be able to drink a bunch because I'm just going to Uber there and back. Where is it? It's on 2nd Ave, kind of by my barber. Be careful down there. Well, I'm just Ubering there and back. I'm not walking there. So it's a mighty far walk. Okay. So Anthony's going to the club. Yeah, I'm uh, Anthony is also a cat dad big time this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we did just get a text from the kitten's mom that you were watching. Yes. She said checking in on how the kitties are doing. Because normally when I go watch them, they get pictures. Well, I was sending you pictures. Uh, you were. I couldn't. Uh, for some reason, I don't think I saved her number. Well, she just texted the both of us. So. Oh, okay. Perfect. But... Um, I did also get an alert on my phone that the litter robot draw is full. Drawer. Whoa. Draw. Holy <laughs> jersey just in, came into my body. Was that Mama Marie on the podcast? I I think it's because I'm next to a dresser and it has drawers. I don't know what happened. Anyway, the drawer is full of poop and you need to get rid of it. The drawer? The drawer is full of poop. The poop drawer? So you got to uh, empty that. Drawer? How are they doing though? Like, are they listening to you? Are they out of line? What's up? Uh, they're just being cats. They're doing cat things. Right now, there's actually someone, there's an electrician here 
who's doing a bunch of work. So they're just kind of following him around. I asked him before he walked in if he was allergic to cats. He said, no, he actually has some. So it's all working out. So ice cream man's here. It's April. Oh, they come as soon as long as the sun is out. Are you getting ice cream, mom? Is she? She's 100% already outside. <laughs> Your and mom? She will not ask me if I want anything. She loves the ice cream truck. Everyone loves the ice cream truck. <laughs> we don't have them in Seattle. And this is what I'm saying. Like, we need to drive an ice cream truck that can say the morning show podcast, Monday, Friday, Twitch, and we just give out ice cream. Well, we sell it. Go for it, Carla Marie. Uh, there are two things I want to talk about before we, because we have to wrap this podcast up. The first thing I want to talk about is we did have our first call about merch and it looks like very soon we will have our merch line like ready to go and this will be similar to what we did last year and before Christmas it'll be the limited time exclusive pre-sale and we'll have more information on that um, of course you can subscribe to our newsletter Carla Marie is going to have that information in the description of this podcast mm -hmm. I will say we don't know what items are staying or going that are currently in the store. So if there's something you've been eyeing up, like a hoodie or whatever, I would pick that up. And yeah. the second thing is we have decided that since this is the eight-year celebration of My Day Friday, we are going to attempt to put together a summer event down the shore. Don't say. Oh, I'm not saying where yet. No, we can we don't know exactly if it'll happen. I just what? want everyone to know that near the end of June, we will most likely have an event that is easily accessible for people in New York, New Jersey, and Philadelphia, maybe even Connecticut if you can make a drive. We're going to the shore store. But it'll be down the shore area. So I wanted to put that out there into the universe because sometimes you have to say something to do something. It's true. It's called manifesting. And I'm going to say where it might be okay. to also promote that place in the meantime. Okay. Um, it might be at my brother's new steakhouse in Point Pleasant Beach. It's called Sinner's Steakhouse. I went last night with um, Sam and my sister. So Sam from Elvis Ren, Joe, who was with us for this last week, and my sister, we went there and... It's really good. The space is awesome. There's a giant parking lot across the street. It's like right on like the inlet. So you can like see the water and the boats. It's really cool. And uh, yeah, there's an outdoor area that my brother said we could use. I don't know what the logistics will be. I don't know that there will be free anything. <laughs> I'm not going to promise that. But it will be a meetup. We don't have a date. It's not 100% that place. But just letting you know. Yeah. So. And we just wanted to put it out there. We want everyone to have that on their radar. So the two things coming up as we celebrate eight years of this podcast, eight years as a duo, um, we've got the merch launch on the way and that meetup event that we will do. Maybe it'll be like a happy hour type thing. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll have more information on the way and maybe it'll actually be a live podcast similar to what we did in Cleveland. All right. A Jersey live podcast. Any last words before we close out this celebration, Carla Marie? No, but where are my cats? Uh, they're scattered, especially because the electricians here, some of them are hiding. John's been under the bed the whole time. I'm not going to collect him. That John, he needs a uh, whooping. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Honestly, we, we thank you every week for listening to this podcast. But for those of you who have been here, since the first podcast for eight years and for everyone who we have collected like Dorothy along the way, 
thank you very much for helping us create this space um, because if you've found it useful or helpful or therapeutic at all, just know that we too use yes. this space the same way. A hundred percent have been able to have this as an outlet, um, just people who listen reaching out and saying that they enjoy it or they laugh or whatever it is helps us so much. So if you're saying, like Anthony just said, if you're saying, oh, My Day Friday helps me, when you tell us that you like it, it also helps us <laughs> know that you know what we're doing is good. But just the act of us being able to get on this podcast, vent, talk about things in our life just has been a gift that not everyone gets in their life. So that's been really cool for us. So thank you for uh, listening to us for eight years. I wonder how many hours. That's a lot of hours. Thank you. Do something good for yourself this weekend. Do something good for someone else. And remember, you look great. You look great. <laughs>